Hey guys, it's the Andrew Bello from the Humming Media Group Podcast of the Year, the Wednesday Locker Room, and the former host and founder of the Next Level Wrestling Podcast. It's 2021, and it's time to kick out and leave the past behind us. Hameen Media Group starts the year off with over 2.25 million downloads, and our fan base is continuing to grow every day. Thank you for subscribing and sharing all of our channels, podcasts, and videos, and for standing strong with HMG in the face of ongoing censorship. We will always adapt and overcome any obstacles put in our way. We will overcome and certainly achieve even more success in the ever-changing digital landscape. Please make sure you're subscribed to Hacker Hameen and Hameen Media Group on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Thank you to all of the Patreon.com slash Hameen Media Group subscribers, home of the Rip Rogers FR podcast, named by Patreons to be their favorite show on the entire Hameen Media Group network. More content, including marketing and podcasting seminars, watch-alongs from Hameen's career in 2CW, OVW, DCW, and more. When you subscribe to Patreon.com slash Hameen Media Group, you are the fuel that drives HMG's free shows for the entire community. We salute you and thank you for your continued support in 2021. We continue our year supported by our daily listeners and our local sponsors, including ProWrestlingTees.com. Get the shirts of all your favorite Hameen Media Group wrestling personalities and support them directly. Greek God Papadon, Stevie Richards, Chris Silvio, SEG shirts for Big Sal, and of course, Ben Amin, Yala. Also, check out ZordosOliveOil.com. Make a healthy choice for 2021 when you cook with Zordos Ultra Premium Artisanal Olive Oil imported directly from Greece. Visit ZordosOliveOil.com today and taste the difference of an ultra premium product for yourself. And wake up, bro. It's time to get the official Vince Russo Bro Coffee. Kick the day off right, bro, with a cup of Broaster's Coffee. The exclusive limited edition Vince Russo Bro Coffee is a medium roasted Nicaraguan blend with chocolatey notes and a smooth finish that will have you up and ready to go, bro. Order yours exclusively at thebroasters.com. And it's 2021, and the Hameen Media Group staff are all committed to Stevie Richards Fitness this year and getting ourselves into the best shape we've ever been in. You've seen Big Ray's amazing transformation, and there are plenty of SRF members interacting right now, motivating each other for the new year. So don't worry about gyms and lockdowns. Let's get in shape together, using our community for support and Stevie Richards Fitness to achieve our goals for 2021. Join us and visit StevieRichardsFitness.com for the most affordable and effective home workout program that will give you results, real results. 12 and 16 week resistant band programs are available for instant download now at StevieRichards.com and RussoBrand.com where the pros are pros, bro. Hear the most valid opinions in wrestling from the pros who live it. No other podcasting platform and online wrestling punditry has the lineup of wrestling stars like RussoBrand.com. Stevie Richards, Disco Inferno, Shane Douglas, Just Incredible, Big Vito, Stevie Ray, Taylor Hendricks, Ben Hameen, and now there's even more shows on the way with a partnership with the two-man power trip. Why would you go anywhere else but RussoBrand.com? 
We thank you for listening and being an incredible community of wrestling-addicted, conspiracy-minded, straight-brim-hat-wearing infidels. By the way, Bin Hameen wrote this copy, and I'm currently in a basement being held at gunpoint. He's already shot Adler's twice, and I hope this is the correct style of intro he was looking for. So enjoy the show, HMG listeners. Please, for the love of Stevie, enjoy the show. Morons! It seems like they're everywhere you turn. Every single day they invade the headlines. Another half-wit criminal with a half-baked scheme. Another social media simpleton going viral. Another Florida man stretching the bounds of stupidity. Or another pack of SJWs throwing a temper tantrum. And that's not even the worst of it. From the empty talking heads on the cable news channels, to the humorless hacks in Hollywood, to the pea-brained politicians pulling the puppet strings, everywhere you look, there's another idiot telling you how to live your life. And Joe Biden still gets to sleep in the White House. Amazing. I bet he wakes up every morning and he has no fucking idea why he's there. (laughs) He's he's just like, whoa, whoa, what do I do? Hey, hey, I'm at Barack's. Barack's for a sleepover. Oh, no. oh man, I hope I hope we got I hope we got lots of pizza and hot dogs. And, and he he's a very special guy. He he's called a minor attracted person. An MAP. Free speech should no longer be allowed. I'm a little teapot, short and stout. Don't mind me, my baby's pop out. Okay. Well, Jay and Anissa have had enough. Armed with clever satire, madcap humor, and the craziest cast of characters in podcasting, they're lining up and taking aim at the world of stupidity every single week. Because it is time to go to war. The War on Morons. It is Tuesday, February 9th, 2021, and this is episode 67 of The War on Morons. I'm Jay. And I'm Anissa, and welcome to the show, everybody. Yeah, if you're not, uh, if you're not distracted by the show trial of the century... Um, over on, uh, let's just call them over on the Cartoon News Networks this week. Uh, we've got a ton of hilarious headlines tonight. Uh, uh, wait so, a minute, wait a minute, aren't we the Cartoon News? I mean, uh, I mean, in a sane world, in, in a sane world, we would be. You know, I mean, let's just, let's just count off the ways. I mean, we've got goofy character voices, we've got literal clown voices. Yeah. Uh, we got dick and fart jokes <laughs> by the barrel, uh, but at least we don't just make up wild-eyed accusations and call it news. So I don't think we're the cartoon news. I, oh I think, my yeah. god, we're doing this already. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. We're dunking on AOC, what, like 30 seconds into the show? I mean, uh, sure. But I mean, don't <laughs> worry, I, 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 you know, I'll get to her. I'll get to that delusional bimbo. Uh, but, but I was actually talking about the entire Washington establishment. Like, this whole thing that they're doing today, and I'm assuming for the next month or so, I mean, they're making up 
like an imaginary insurrection so they can impeach a dude that's not even a, he's not even president. I mean, it's a really it's, great use of our resources, guys. Yeah, like almost as good as turning the capital into the fucking Baghdad green zone for no reason. Like they're spending. I, I forget the figures. I saw something something outrageous, something like 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 hundreds of millions of dollars to make it look like a prison over there. And aren't these the same people? Like like they never say the pledge of allegiance. They won't stand for the national anthem. They literally like burn the American flag as a pastime. And that's been their whole thing for, for years. Yeah, good point. And, like, now, like, if if you still, and I recommend against it, folks, but if for whatever reason you still go on, like, Twitter and engage with these people, they're out there calling everybody else seditionists. Like, okay, George Washington, you know, like, I'm pretty sure I saw you, like, toss a Molotov cocktail into a cop car last year screaming, fuck America, at a protest, like... You know, whatever. You know, moralize away. Yeah. Last year, I mean, BLM was literally marching through D.C. threatening to burn the city down three days ago. You saw that, right? Good point. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, was that Saturday night? Yeah, something like that. I mean... <laughs> they, were, they were like, like something like, if we don't get what we want, we'll burn Washington to the fucking ground. Like, that was like, except for it was like more rhythmic. It was a chant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, D.C.'s starting to look like Tampa during the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, do you think they're going to do the whole safe space group therapy session on the House floor for this one? Like, so the uh, so the fraud squad can, can trot back out there and fake cry some more about, like, you know, another riot they weren't around for? I know? mean, it would be pretty funny watching the United States Congress act like a high school drama class, Jeez. you know? If it, if it wasn't for the fact that they write our laws, authorize wars, and act tax policy, but uh, you know, hey, I mean, who doesn't want to see their best audition of uh, you know, oh, uh, Hamilton, she Talib or whatever her fucking yeah, name yeah, is? Yeah. It was amazing. She was out there like, oh, oh, thank Allah, I was I was a thousand miles away. I was in Detroit at the time, but oh my god, I was watching on CNN. It looked really scary when that dude in the buffalo hat. <laughs> Lucky the sham wow guy can make a documentary about it, and we'll all just be better. Oh yeah, yeah. But, you know, if, if only Billy Mays was still alive, you know, that he could save us. Yeah, you know, yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, I mean, like, I mean, God bless him, the the mattress king or whatever his name is. <laughs> I mean, God, I, I don't know why he's doing the job of the Justice Department, but <sighs> anyway, I, we're we're getting. Way off track. We always do this, but I mean, if, if you think those clowns in Congress are acting stupid now, just wait. Just wait until this silly impeachment like really gets going. Like, I, I mean, I'm not one to speak for the guy, but I'm pretty sure that Donald Trump, like, I, I mean, he seems really comfortable in Florida. You know, I'm pretty sure he'd be happy never to set foot in Washington again for the rest of his life. But they like dragged him back. They're like they're like insistent on dragging him back to Washington for some bullshit fucking show trial. You know, like, like it's almost like he lives rent free in their heads. He's isn't he's it? like the ex husband. You know that that all the Washington politicians want to convince you. Like they really want to convince you that they're glad he's gone. But but really, like you know, he couldn't give less less of a shit. You know, he's out on the golf course. He, he's done. Sure, he lost half of his money, but you know he, he's just done. He's he's glad he's done with the crazy bitch, and and she is getting drunk on box wine and hate dialing him every single fucking night. 
you know? Yep. Like, and, and by she, I mean, I'm assuming you mean Nancy Pelosi, right? I mean, the box wine, is that the clue? I mean, <laughs> and she looks like she could knock back a box or, or two. I mean, she's like, she's like, like, you know, it's two in the morning. Donald, you know, I, I just wanted to call you and let you know that you ain't shit. Never were. You, you are, you're shit. I just shit my pants. <laughs> oh, God. And he's just like, new phone, who this? <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways, yeah. you guys know the drill by now. You can call into the show Speaking tonight. Speaking <laughs> 813-906-9099. Catch us live on air or leave us a voicemail. And we'll play it when this airs on Tuesday at homiemediagroup.podbean.com. Yep, or you can catch us on social media uh, at MeWe on our very active community uh, with hilarious Highly illegal memes posted every single day. Um, uh, still, still working on getting arrested for memes. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to poke at Hillary. <laughs> I, I think she's still highly protected. Uh, and, and of course, subscribe to our streams on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch. You know the drill. Um, and, and we're, you know, we're we're, we're open for business. <laughs> but for now, let's get into the stack of stupidity. Yeah. So uh, how how else could we start the show this week? But with America's premier idiot, uh, quite possibly the stupidest woman in the world, certainly the stupidest person in Congress, and that is saying something, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Look, I mean, nobody's ever called AOC the smartest person in the room, but let's give her some credit, right? Before she came around, how many of these people were honest enough to admit that they were socialists? I mean, I... I don't know if she's ever been the smartest person in the bathroom. Oh <laughs> but to your larger point, I mean, the honesty thing, straight out the window. Uh, number one trending on Twitter, of course, uh, even after they purged, like, millions of conservative accounts and shadow banned everybody else. Uh, hashtag Alexandria Ocasio Smollett. Um, and then at the same time, number two trending, hashtag AOC Lied. Ouch. I mean... Yeah. Let me get this straight. I mean, I know it was crazy, but this is because she said Ted Cruz tried to have her assassinated? <laughs> like the Zodiac Killer needs to outsource. True! I mean, if, if Ted Cruz wanted to fucking rub her out, I mean, <laughs> come on. He, he's per- perfectly capable of doing it himself. But no, 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 no. That, that wasn't because of that particular lie. Of course, by now, everybody knows what AOC did. She went on a live stream a couple days ago, um, and she started, well... She started giving her horrifying account of what happened during January 6th when, of course, uh, there was that protest outside the Capitol. Um, of, of course, first, she started claiming that she was a sexual assault survivor to claim, you know, political points. Okay, you know um, what? I'm not even going to touch that one. Yeah, I mean, I, we, we probably shouldn't. I, mean, <laughs> I guess there's an off chance that she's telling the truth there. I mean, I... I, I kind of feel like it, she would have used it by now, just, you know, with her track record, but let's try to be mindful of, you know, maybe maybe that's true. But <laughs> the next thing was proven not to be. Um, so she, like, went into this very detailed story. She's, like, saying, like, I, I'm hiding in my bathroom, in, in my office, and, and I hear the, the, the insurrectionists. The Donald Trump supporters, they're out there. And she, like, gives this, oh, this account. She's like, they're, they're, they're shouting, where is she? Where is she? And I hear them getting closer and closer. And, and I just know it's over for me. They're coming. I'm, I know I'm going to die. They're going to get me. 
And then this is when she evokes the um, the, the supposed the sexual assault. Uh, I guess one of the Capitol police officers comes in, and she's like, and then I saw I saw the look in his eyes. It wasn't right. He was all by himself, and I just knew that wasn't a real Capitol police officer. Oh God! I guess insinuating that that uh, I don't know where all the hor- horrible Donald Trump supporters went that were going to kill her. I guess they just disappeared. There was just a police officer checking on her who all of a sudden has been turned into a rapist in her mind. But then, what really made this great is it was revealed that she wasn't even in the fucking Capitol building. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty... I mean, it's a minor detail, really. I mean, you know, for the performance she gave, really, truly a minor detail. A minor detail that she leaned right the fuck into. Like, she didn't just double down. She tripled down. She quadrupled down. Like... Like, everybody, once this got revealed that she was in a different building all the way across town, like, I would have just shut the fuck up. Right, well, that would be one strategy. I would, I would probably she's would have deactivated She's going for an Oscar my, here. She's going for something. I, will, I mean, you know, maybe it'll give her a, glo- a golden globe. She's you a know? method actor as well as a congresswoman. Who knew? Yeah. She's so versatile. But, yeah, she just kept at it. She told all of her followers, hey, you know what? If you see anybody using these hashtags, you report them, you, you turn them in, uh, maybe put them on that list of uh, all the people we're going to round up and put in those camps. Uh, and that looked pretty crazy. That looked pretty, uh, pretty cringe. But then... After that is when they did that weird thing on the house floor where she was out there with, with Talib with, like, her arm around her, like, look, girl, you can, you can tell your story. Another one that wasn't, she wasn't even in the city. And, like, it's just, like, you, you people look completely fucking ridiculous. Like, just, I, don't know. I don't know. It's one thing if, like, this was truly what happened, but, like, we all know it's not what happened. Like, it's been proven it's not what happened. So why double down on it? Yeah, I mean, I, I think she's just your typical attention star millennial. You know, like, she just needs more therapy, you know? Yeah. Like, show me on the doll where Ted Cruz touched you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, look, speaking of trending hashtags, have you seen the latest hot meme out there? The kids love it. It's on T-shirts. They're making action figures of it. It's all over the Internet. Bernie Sanders in mittens. You know, I'd rather see him in a noose. Wow. Or, you know, at least in, you know, in an internment camp. Okay, well. I mean, he's a communist. Can we, can we? Fair. We used to do stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway, if you can believe it, even some people on the left aren't fans of Bernie's comfy winter gloves. Uh, Notably, a former UC Berkeley professor turned high school teacher wrote an op-ed to the San Francisco Chronicle last week calling his mittens a lesson in white privilege, male privilege, and class privilege. You know, I'm actually going to have to side with Bernie this time. I mean, how dare that rich white motherfucker own a pair of gloves? I know, right? (laughs) To be fair, I mean, now that Bernie's been named the chairman of the U.S. Budget Committee... Soon this teacher's dreams will come true and none of us will be able to own gloves. We'll have to burn our hats and coats for heat just to make it through the winter. Somehow that one, I I missed that one. He's been named chairman of the budget committee? Oh yeah, absolutely. He's the chairman, Chairman Bernie. We have a communist in charge of the finances. Holy fuck, this is... This is gonna be great. I mean, I knew we were in for uh, we were in for a bumpy ride. I mean, did they make Hunter the uh, the DEA secretary? 
<laughs> Maybe put that hooker Kamala in charge of what, like the vice squad? Or human know? trafficking. <laughs> no, that's Hillary Clinton. Oh, right, yeah, of course, yeah. of course. Uh, anyway, since you brought up the fake inauguration, that's that's where the stupid uh, the mittens meme started, right? Yeah, yeah. He's over there at the inauguration, <laughs> just like, he literally like looks like like he's passed out, just just <laughs> fucking memes, uh, his mittens. Uh, and anyway, uh, at the beginning of the inauguration last month, Jennifer Lopez got up and sang the most inclusive of all the patriotic songs in the catalog. Uh, you probably know the tune. <clears throat> this land is your land. This land is my land. From California to New York Island. You know that one? Oh, yeah, everybody yeah. knows that one. You know what was actually written by a communist? What a quinky dink. Yeah, some beatnik-ass folk singer. I mean, I guess when you, like, you know, you really kind of, like, parse the words, it's like, oh, it's actually, like, anti-property. Like, it's like, oh, wait a second. This land is actually not your land, hippie. I don't even fucking know you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hardly God bless America. No, hardly. But, but guess what? You know, uh, once again, not good enough for the, uh, for the left. So J-Lo, she's actually been canceled. Hallelujah. Yeah, uh, according to liberals on Twitter. <laughs> I, can, I cannot imagine. Um, yeah, J-Lo is a white colonizer now. Um, huh. Because she's saying this land is your land. Um, it's it's uh, actually, um, according to these people, it's a song celebrating stolen land and indigenous genocide. Wow. And, you know, honestly, I mean, I'm shocked because... I would have thought the thing that would have really pissed them off was that she didn't twerk. Like, not even one twerk. Very disrespectful. You know, that's a good point. I mean, that's... How how dare how dare she? Right? At, at an inauguration with Bill Clinton in attendance. Not not even one booty cheek. Uh, seriously, though, I mean, a Puerto Rican woman singing about communism, you know, shared land, inclusivity, that's white supremacy. Like, I feel like when everything's all said and done, we're going to realize that Everything is white supremacy. Like, like you know that meme with the astronauts looking at Earth and everything's Ohio. You know the like the one astronaut's like pointing a gun at the other one. Yeah, and he's like, "Wait, it's all Ohio, it, except for it's going to be like an OK sign." So wait, it's all white supremacy. I just don't understand <laughs> it. She's not even white. Hey, hey, she's a white supremacist now. Have you seen her bank account? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's not supposed to make sense. It's just supposed to make them mad. Well, they do a great job at getting mad (laughs) and making no sense. And speaking of making people mad, the Democrats officially broke the news to their voters that they were lying about the whole $2,000 stimulus checks thing the other day. I mean, you know. I bet they're turning in their graves. Ah, they're not all (laughs) dead people. Yeah, some of them are just brain dead. Hey, hey, but I'm... (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm hijacking it. What's what's the story? All right, all right. So this is actually hilarious. The official The Democrats Twitter account sent out a tweet the other day explaining that even though everyone in the party spent the Georgia runoff campaign saying they'd be cutting $2,000 checks as an immediate bribe the moment they took the Senate, what they're actually working on, working on, is a plan to provide $1,400 $1,400 checks. But wait, there's more. You see, what was actually, uh, what actually puts this over the top is they're saying that the $600 stimulus that Trump sent out last year 
was actually just a down payment. So they're not lying after all. It also includes other great payoffs like a $15 minimum wage for federal workers only, which goes into effect four years from now, and a bunch of tax increases. You know, ever get the feeling you've been cheated? You know, to to, to quote Johnny Rotten there, like... Oh, come on. That's besides the point. I oh, mean, my God. The point is their own supporters are pissed off because they didn't go out and vote sometimes five or six times and commit a bunch of other federal crimes to get their candidates elected just to get stiffed on their checks. And have you ever, like, ripped off somebody that, like, is, is waiting for a freebie? They get way more pissed off than somebody that earned it. These guys are going to be so fucking mad. And I actually saw this the other day. This is another time that, like, talk about a stopped clock. Uh, Bernie's right again. Because apparently they, um, they're talking about, I guess, for the, uh, for the stimulus checks, they're talking about only giving it to people that made less than $50,000 a year. And Bernie's out there like, like, wait a second, that's, that's not good for for working Americans. I mean, there's a lot of people that, that, that make more than $50,000 a year. They're not exactly rich. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, like, you ever been to California? Uh, gas is like five bucks a gallon. I mean, <laughs> try to find a house that doesn't cost half a million dollars. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. I mean, I don't know. I, I can't imagine them stimulating the economy very much if these are the same people that, like, are probably going to spend it on weed anyways. I mean, it's not going to, like, do much for the local economy. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, they deserve it anyway. I, I, like, that's that's my favorite part, is all the people getting mad at it are the people that fucking voted for it. It's like, you know what? Get used to it, buddy. Get used to it. You deserve it. You're stupid. Seriously. <laughs> anyway, talking about stupid, the climate czar. Let's talk about him again. John oh, Kerry. Sir John Kerry of, uh, of the Ketchup Clan. Uh, he was in Iceland. Um, to accept something called the Arctic Circle Award for Climate Leadership. You know, do these people not have enough to do or anything? And besides that, how the hell did he get to Iceland? Was it on a plane that uses jet fuel? Because I'm pretty sure that's a bad look for the climate czar. Oh yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what he did. He's got a private jet. He's huh. been uh, he's Very been logging ecologically miles. friendly, y'all. Um, yeah, he's been he's been logging miles all over the world, um, so we can tell everybody that we can't drive our fucking cars. Um, so I guess the the big problem that John Kerry uh, is concerned about is quote apocalyptic levels of carbon emissions. Um, now this uh, Icelandic reporter and. God bless him. He actually asks the questions that people in America don't fucking ask. Uh, he went up to him. He's like, uh, John, um, can you explain uh, why you're flying in this private jet? It emits 40 times more carbon than a commercial plane. I mean, you know, this would probably be a, a good point at which to remind this reporter that he's speaking to a czar, okay? What's he supposed to do? Go to Expedia? <laughs> right? You know? Um, if he can believe it, though, that's pretty much what this fucking guy said. Um, so John Kerry, his response, his well-thought, and you, you got to think, you know, while you're sitting on your private jet to go collect your climate change award, you, you might think, boy, I should probably prepare some sort of response in case somebody asks me about hypocrisy. Uh, well, apparently he didn't, because his response is, Oh, well, it's the only choice for somebody like me. Oh, somebody like who? A hypocritical <laughs> ass clown? Like, it's somebody like me. 
It's almost like they don't actually believe in this climate change thing, right? Well, they want to believe. Yeah, all right, all right, Mulder. <laughs> <laughs> nice segue, because up next we've got a left-wing lunatic MSNBC host. You know, you, in the interest of time, you could have just said MSNBC host. Like, do they make any other kind there? That's true, that's true. But anyway, we're talking about Joy Reid, who is speaking on air with the White House National Climate Advisor, which I guess is probably a few rungs beneath the czar, but maybe one or two higher than the crying Indian chief and Smokey Bear. Somehow they went from talking about Biden's environmental policy to Reid saying that she thinks aliens from outer space might come to Earth and attack us as punishment for destroying the planet. <laughs> She sent the shit on air? Yeah. On a news just, show. Just spat that right out. Nope. Unprompted. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, it, good thing we're trusting the science now. <laughs> you know, you flip on your fucking news and you're like, yeah, you know what? I mean, you know, the, these last four years, you know, we we learned in the Paris Accords. I'm surprised the space aliens didn't show up and vaporize us. Too bad we couldn't disband the Space Force. We deserve it. God, that's the only thing that kept fucking Klaatu from showing up on the White House lawn. You know, you know, he if he if he shows up now, I mean, he's he's, he's got a surprise coming. Oh my god! Joe Biden's gonna sniff his space suit. <laughs> oh anyway, it looks like we're getting our first call of the day. Um, actually, oh look, we're getting two calls. Um, uh, something must have hit a nerve. Must be the aliens. It's always the aliens. Let's go with line one first. Line one? All right. All right. Um, all right. I'll take it. All Area right. code 432, you're on with the War on Morons. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. Yeah. Uh, hello. Can you hear me? Am I coming through good on the telephone? Uh, yeah, you are. All right. I, you know, I ain't too good on these cell phones. Yeah, I get that. My fingers are real big, and the, the, I, I don't like to touch screens. No, I prefer to use a, a real telephone, but these damn people. Anyway, it's Longhorn Flanagan. I'm calling from Odessa, Texas, and, and I just wanted to say to all my fans out there, hey, hey hook them horns from the Texas terrorists. The Texas Terrorist, wow. The, the Texas Terrorist. <laughs> That's quite a nickname in this day and age. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I just, y'all were talking about the aliens, and that kind of made me want to give y'all, uh, give you a call uh, on account of what the, um, cause the pigeons have been telling me. Uh, I don't know if, you, if you're, uh, if, if, if you know about Q, do you know about this fellow QAnon? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Can we go back? The pigeons are talking to you? Yeah, see, you know, these damn internet liberals, they shut down my Twitter account a while back, and they shut down the, uh, the Facebook, too. So I've been getting my times uh, from the Patriot Pigeons, and they've been getting me updates on what, uh, you know, what Q and what our great men out there have been doing. Uh, you know, cause, cause the military is in control and the pigeons are in control and everything is going according to the plan. And, you know, the aliens, it, that, that kind of reminded me of everything. And I thought maybe cause, cause y'all seem to be a little bit concerned. 
you know, with everything going on with Joe Biden, I thought you might need to, you know, maybe get a little bit of reassurance. Do you subscribe to the Patriot Pigeons? Uh, no, I don't. And I mean, it's, I mean, it's good that you're holding out hope, I guess, but. It's, no, the, it's really, I mean, when was the last time you got an update from Lynn Wood? I mean, regardless, I, I don't understand what this has to do with aliens. Well, I mean, I'll get to the aliens, but what you really need to understand is <laughs> that fellow that you see on your TV. <laughs> now, do you think that Joe Biden and Joe Biden are the same guy? Now, I guess we'll start there. Do you think that's the same guy? <laughs> what What are you talking about, Joe Biden? Joe Bi- Joe Biden, you know, I mean, because it's, look, I mean, he's the mask president, you know what I mean? The mask president. No, I don't know what you mean. Nobody knows what but, you mean. Look, <laughs> the, the pigeons, they, they go, look, he's always wearing a mask, you know what I mean? He's always wearing a mask, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, because it's not really Joe Biden. Joe Biden's been... I mean, he's been dead for years. He's probably been dead since the 80s. That, that fellow in Washington, he's a clone at best. I mean, that might be Bo Biden. I don't know. That, that might be Bo Biden. Uh, it, that might even be Q. Uh, that could, might could be Q. It, we might could have a white hat on the inside, uh, but he's not in the White House. Okay. <laughs> I mean... I mean, he's he's in a movie studio. You you know, yeah. I don't know that pigeons are the best, most reliable source of information here. I mean, this is sounding a little insane. Now the pigeons don't the pigeons don't write the comms. Uh, uh, General General Flynn writes the comms. Sidney Powell writes the comms. Uh, Lynn Wood writes the comms, and of course, you know, Q. Um, Q himself writes the com. The pigeons just deliver the comms to my house to give me the updates, you know, because I'm a patriot. I don't know. And it's only $50 a month, and and it gives me a good update. I'm also going to get my Trump coin. I'm going to, I'm going to be getting my, my gold Trump coin. They're going to send that to me soon. Um, but you don't have to worry because this whole thing is fake. There is no, Joe Biden presidency. It's all a movie. You're going to love the ending. I'm telling you, look, it's not for everybody. Okay, <laughs> but well, you, you better know, get your popcorn ready. Jay, Jay is telling me that we've got this other caller who is calling him. We got yeah, him on the line. So let me just bring him on, too. There's another caller. Yeah. You don't bring him on with me. Yeah, yeah. I'll, all right, here. I'll just, I'll just sit back and let, let that other fella on. Let him, let him on. Okay, okay. Hey, man. Hey, man. Yeah, man. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hi. Who's this? Yeah. It's Bob Baker, man, in in Henderson, Nevada. Um, Social Security number is five. What? Why? Why I've been trying to give you my social. You need my. How are you going to run me through the computer if you don't have my full identity? No, I'm not going to run you through anything. Look, look, fella, I don't know why you're trying to give them all your information. You don't know for sure if she's a white hat or a black hat. 
you got to be careful. She she might get me working. Hey, man, you can't believe all these conspiracies, dude. I used to be one of you, man. Hey, look, man, I don't believe in conspiracy. Look, I believe in QAnon. QAnon is the only, I mean, you want to call it a conspiracy. It's the only conspiracy out there tells you to think for yourself. <laughs> you want to think, dude, look, man, Longhorn Flanagan, dude, I, I saw you in the Cow Palace. In 1988, you were wrestling, man. You're a wrestler, right? Yeah, man, I'm a fighter. Yeah, I saw you fight against uh, Al Dente. Al Dente, right? You were fighting him in a, in like a, like, yeah, man, I know which fight you were talking about. Uh, it was a, a Texas bull rope match. Uh, but I don't speak to Al, Al Dente no more because he's one of these goddamn liberals. He's a New York Jew. And hold on. Now, look, I used to think that wrestling was big, man. And then I read on the internet that it's real. What? And I learned the same thing about, like, this QAnon, man. I used to think all that QAnon stuff was real, and then I read on the internet that it's fake. You just gotta trust what you read on the internet. And I don't think you understand. I've got pigeons dropping me off comms from fucking Sydney Powell twice a week. Oh, look, man. Look, if you really want to know what's happening, man, you got to look higher up in the sky, dude. It's the Space Force, man. Donald Trump, he, he's not a, he's a time traveler. It's not some kind of crazy conspiracy. He's got a Stargate in Mar-a-Lago. And, and I'm not, and I'm not talking conspiracy. I'm talking science. There's no QAnon bullshit. Wait a second. You telling me? Jacksonville was running down the interstate naked 
As you do, you know, for uh, for aerodynamics. Right, right. And when a police officer stopped to check on him, uh, the guy assaulted the officer, stole his vehicle, and crashed his cop car into the woods. So he would have been better off leaving him on foot, to be honest. Are you sure this wasn't on Reno 911? <laughs> like, I mean... <laughs> Who's this inept fucking cop, you know? Seriously. I mean, how did he get beat up and carjacked by some naked guy? Look, I'm just going to give the benefit of the doubt and assume it was a Terminator. You know, like, I need your clothes, your badge, and your police car. Oh, my God. (laughs) Anyway, speaking of car trouble, a couple of drug dealers were arrested at the uh, Albany County Airport after forgetting... Forgetting that they left a bunch of heroin, oxycodone, marijuana, and fentanyl in their rental car. Uh, whoopsie-daisy. Were they partaking in all of those drugs? Because, you know, I mean, if so, I can't blame them for being a little forgetful. It doesn't say in the article, but it does say, and uh, this is is why they got caught. Uh, These two idiots showed up at the rental car counter. And they were like, uh, yeah, uh, we had just uh, dropped off a car a little while ago. And, um... You, like, forgot a little something in the trunk? You know, sometimes in life it's important to know when to cut your losses. Right? Like, uh, let's see, um, you know, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 of illegal drugs? Yeah, it sucks. You lost them. That's that's horrible. Or fucking ten years in prison. I. Well, I mean, to be fair, if they were brokering it out and they owed some dude, like, you know, $20,000 for the stuff they bought... I could, I could make you know, like a no back. country for old men scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some guy coming after him with a. Uh, Where's my money, bitch? <laughs> or at least like maybe come up with a scheme then. You know, like um, like like if it was me, um, I'd, I'd call up the rental car place. I'd be like, uh, yeah, this is Officer um, Bar Barberry, uh, the DEA. Uh, you were involved in a sting operation this afternoon. Uh, we're going to be sending one of our agents down to collect our uh, fake drugs and. Uh, 1900 hours. Over. Uh, over? Why would he say over? It's not a radio. That's what they say. They say over. Like, that's how they talk. Okay, well, good to know you've got a plan for this. Well, just in case I ever end up in that scenario. (laughs) Right. All right, well, speaking of drugs, scientists are warning of imminent ecological disaster brought on by a rapidly multiplying horde of cocaine hippos out of South America. yeah, just let that one sink in. What the in. fuck did you did you just say? Cocaine hippos? <laughs> hippos are hippos are getting high now on cocaine. I mean, if you thought the murder hornets were bad, like are you? Are they just mashing words together They're now? Just filling out Mad Libs. Those, I mean, Jesus. I mean, these aren't actually hippos with a drug problem. To be fair, <laughs> at least not that I know about. See, cocaine kingpin Pablo Escobar imported four African hippos to his estate in Colombia back in the 80s or whatever. And when he got himself killed by the police a few years later, the hippos retreated into the wild and, well, they started multiplying. I, I didn't know hippos got down like that. Yeah, apparently. I guess when they're on cocaine. <laughs> now they're taking over the planet. You know, this is one of those stories that was just better as a headline, to be I mean, honest. I mean, who could pass up on cocaine hippos? Seriously. You know? Is it just me, or would cocaine hippo be a great Secret Service code name for Hunter Biden? <laughs> yeah, uh, cocaine hippo, uh, yeah, he he's in the West Wing again uh, with uh, Malia Obama. Over. <laughs> anyway, we'll, 
If you thought Hunter was a problem child, uh, the Texas Emergency System sent out an interesting Amber Alert the other day. Um, the missing child in question, two foot three, six pounds, red hair. The suspect, three foot one, sixteen pounds. What? Red hair, blue overalls, and wielding a huge kitchen knife. Uh, and just in case you're not up to date on your Shutter subscription and your cheesy horror sequels, uh, there's a picture in the Amber Alert of Chucky and his creepy son, Glenn. Okay, the serial killer cabbage patch doll thing? That's what we're talking about <laughs> yeah, here? Yeah, for some reason, the Texas Department of Public Safety, they thought it was a great idea to send out horror movie stills to test out their Amber Alert system. Was a little fishy when you said that one of the suspects was two feet tall and weighed six pounds. But you know, to be fair, I guess it could have been worse. Like at least it wasn't Leatherface or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, just testing out the emergency broadcast system. Here's a picture from the Human Centipede. Oh god. Hey, have you uh, haven't seen Serbian film yet? Hey, our treat. Here's a still. Yeah, this one's on VHS. You're welcome. Oh boy. <laughs> God. Well, anyway, one last story here from the Bad Kids file. This six-year-old in Connecticut racked up $16,000 on his mom's credit card buying add-ons in the App Store for a Sonic the Hedgehog iPad game. Sixteen grand. Yeah. Well, well, that kid's not going to college. <laughs> Apparently, she left her security security settings on the iPad a little bit lax, and the kid didn't really realize he was using real money. Oh, uh, sure dropping, <laughs> dropping a hundred bucks a transaction for treasure chests full of virtual gold Jesus rings. Jesus Christ. Like, I mean, back in my day, if, if you wanted Sonic to get a golden ring, I mean, you know, you picked up your Sega controller, you made him run, and you picked those gold rings up yourself, damn it. Generation is screwed. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, the, all the talk that they used to they used to be like, oh, you know, Mortal Kombat's too violent. You can't be popping people's heads off and doing fatalities. Oh, you, you can't have Duke Nukem. You, you can't have all that. You, Grand Theft Auto can't be killing prostitutes. You know, saying, saying all that, you know, we had all this bad influences. I, I never once heard of anybody stealing 16 grand from their mom's credit card, you know, playing fucking... You know, Mortal Kombat. To be fair, I mean, that does sound like something that might happen in Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, they didn't have any any, any kind of influences like this. Sonic the Hedgehog is a terrible influence. <laughs> he just runs around stealing gold all day long. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck Sonic the Hedgehog. Anyway, <laughs> looks like we're getting another call. Uh, it looks like another Texas number, too. Oh, all yeah. right. Well, look, that last call was more than enough for me, so you knock yourself out with uh, this one. All right, fine. I, I, I honestly hope it's Longhorn again. So, uh, all right. Um, area code uh, 214, uh, you're on the air. State your name and where you're calling from. Hi, this is Llewellyn calling from Plano, Texas. I was just calling in because y'all are talking about a problem child. And, oh, my God, do I tell you, I have a problem child in my house. It has been a nightmare. Oh, yeah. No, I, I actually, I remember you. You called in, um... You called in about uh, your kid before. You said that he's a um, a little jelly boy, right? No! Oh, my God! No! No! Not my sweet little Branson! Oh, my God, no! Oh, 
No, I'm talking about my 16-year-old son. Oh, he has just become hell. I mean, I don't even know what to do with him anymore. His father doesn't know what to do with him anymore. I mean, I'm thinking of taking him down south across the border, dropping him off, and seeing if they'll put him in one of the cages. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, uh, what's he doing? Well, I'll tell you how it all started. It all started a couple weeks ago. He used to just keep to himself in his room on his phone or his Fortnite or whatever. But a couple weeks ago, um, his father, you know, got it in his head that he's turning 16 and he needs to learn about financial literacy. So I have to take him down to the bank and open him up a bank account. Now, he's 16, so he can't have one of his own. So I have to open up one with him. So my name's on it. So I told him, don't do anything stupid because my name's on this bank account. You hear me? This is for you to be responsible. Okay? Right. Very then, next day. So far, so good. I didn't know. What? Uh, so far, so good. It makes sense. Yeah. So I the next day, I get notification from the bank. I get notification from the bank. That he went and spent $5,000 on some game stock thing on the stock market. I mean, I just cannot believe that he would disobey me like that. One, I told him not to do anything stupid, and he went and spent $5,000 the very next day. Two, I told him not to buy any more damn video games until he got his grades up. I don't know how you buy games on the stock market. I took away his PlayStation. This must be some way that the teenagers now are getting away with having their parents ground them or something. I don't know. But $5,000 on video games? I said, oh, hell no. Not in my house. Yeah, I, bet you, um, I bet you forgave him now, though. I mean, that's, that seems like it was a pretty good investment, what? though, right? What the hell are you talking about? No, I sold it right away. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I sold it right away. I said, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And then a couple days later, you know, I told his father to have a talk with him, but I don't, I don't know if he ever got around to it. That man's so busy. He doesn't know which way he's coming or going. So anyways, a couple days later, all of a sudden he starts dancing around the house. I mean, like a crazy person. I've never seen nothing like it. He's dancing and jumping like a Mexican jumping bean. He's saying, I'm the king of the castle. I'm the king of the castle. I got a million dollars and there's nothing y'all can do about it. Ha, ha, ha. I said, what the hell are you on about, dumbass? Like, what the hell are you talking about? You just spent $5,000 of my money the other day for nothing. What What do you mean you got $1,000? He said, oh, don't worry about it, Mom. Give me one minute and I'm just going to go sell my games and you'll see. And I said, sell your games? What kind of games do you think are going to sell for a million dollars? I mean, that's the stupidest thing I've heard in the world. And then he goes up to his computer. I don't know what the hell he thinks he's doing. I guess he found out that ain't nobody going to buy a video game for $1,000. So all of a sudden, I just hear this, like, scream. I'm like, Jesus, what the hell? So as he's screaming, he starts raging. He says, where's my GameStop? Where's my GameStop? Where did, oh, my God, where's my GameStop? I said, you mean my $5,000 that you spent on video games? He says, Mom, what the hell did you do? I said, you were not supposed to do that. You broke the rules. Mom took care of it. You're welcome. You're 
Llewellyn, do you not watch the news? No, God no. I get all my news I need from Facebook and shit. So GameStop is a stock, and it it was up like three hundred percent. Oh, I don't follow any of that math stuff. That's for his father to teach him. Like, it sounds like your your son got in on the the investment, and it sounds like he could have made legitimately like a million dollars from that five thousand dollars. See, now I see why y'all are called the moron show. I mean, you sound like an idiot right now. I, I, I don't, I don't maybe I'm crazy. A, I don't know. 16, 16, 16 year old making a million dollars with his mother's money on games. Yeah, right. I've never heard something more insane in my life. Well, I mean, you, you probably, you're probably gonna not want to look this one up, but. If you feel so inclined, maybe go on Google and type in GME. GME, what is that code for? I don't, I don't even want to know. It's probably something perverse. <laughs> anyway, uh, you just, you, you know, you good luck with your games and, and your morons and, and, and all that stuff. I can see why, why y'all are still doing this show instead of something more successful. Maybe... Maybe you can grow some brains one day to eat your oatmeal. Hey, hey, Llewellyn, you, are you on with the morons? Hey, yeah, no, I don't need to talk to them. Just make sure they play my new commercial. Yeah, I just, I just sent it over last what? night. Just make sure they play it on the new episode. It's on right uh, now. Make sure they play it next. Is that, who's that? Uh, that? That's my lawyer, Jimmy James. Can, can you play his commercial? He wants you to play it next. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really weird. But uh, okay, yeah, I'll, um, we'll be sure to play his commercial. Okay, great. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Uh, what was that? Was that Jimmy James? I think so. What the hell is he doing at Llewellyn's house? Uh, I do not know. I, uh, well, I mean, uh, we we do have an ad for him this week, so, um. All right, I I guess I'll queue it up. Fine, sounds good. <laughs> Did Robin Hood rob you good? That may be actionable. Jimmy James here with James Jameson and Johnson, and it's time to get that hedge fund money, honey. Did you try to get in on the short squeeze, but end up getting your nuts squeezed instead? Maybe you didn't get rich betting on Wall Street, but you can still get in the courtroom, just like our founding fathers intended you to. After all, everybody knows the stock market's a racket, but frivolous lawsuits are the American way, <laughs> and they're guaranteed. So just call 1-800-J-U-S-T-J-I-M for your consultation today. That's 1-800-J-U-S-T-J-I-M. He's the master of uh, short, short and sweet there. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, say what you will about Jimmy James, uh, but one thing he'll never do, and that's abandon his client. Mm, that's true. Yeah, unlike a lawyer in Louisville who <laughs> earned herself contempt of court when she hung up in the judge's 
and in her client's face in the middle of a Zoom hearing. She did what now? Yeah, I guess the equivalent to this would be if she were in the courtroom, uh, since, you know, it's, it's a, like a COVID virtual courtroom. Um, and if she just had flipped everybody the bird and stormed out of the building. Um, I mean, are we sure she, like, hung up? She didn't, like, lose internet? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. she, she straight up just hung up in everybody's face. Well, that's that's a, that's a bold strategy. I mean, I I don't know if they teach this in law school, but did the uh, did the Wookiee defense not work? <laughs> well, she was actually pissed off because her client didn't want to take a plea deal. Hmm. Um, she was trying to say that he had mental illnesses, and he goes... And the, the videos online, it's amazing. He goes, I don't have mental illnesses. I'm from Florida. That is a fair point. <laughs> I mean, it is. But his lawyer didn't like it. No. And she's like, look, if this motherfucker's not going to do what I say, I'm out. Fuck this courtroom. I, she, and she goes on a, a rant. She goes on like a two-minute rant. She's like, this guy is crazy. I've been to the fucking jail like half a dozen times. He never does what I say. He he, he gets in fights at the jail. I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I, I don't want to be here anymore. You know what? Screw him. Screw you. I'm out of here. Yeah. Bye. And she just hangs up on the Zoom call. And then everybody else in this virtual courtroom, like all the other lawyers and shit, they're just sta- staring at the camera with their mouths agape. Like, like they've never seen anything like this before. I mean, I think, honestly, she's making a solid case. And I think we, I speak for the rest of us uh, when I say uh, in this age of virtual courtrooms and being able to see episodes like this online, um... Petition for Florida man to represent himself from now on. I mean, if anything, I mean, he, he proved that uh, maybe he is crazy. <laughs> uh. Anyways, if you thought that was a gre- regrettable decision, a quartet of Chinese businessmen suffered acidic sores, public embarrassment, and way more than the daily recommended dose of vitamin C when they peeled and scarfed down 66 pounds of oranges. In order to pay 50 bucks of baggage fees at the airport. Or rather, to avoid paying 50 bucks of baggage fees at the airport. That's the weirdest sentence that I've heard all week. (laughs) I've heard a lot of weird sentences this week. Weirder than cocaine hippos? I mean, honestly, like, this sounds like... This, like, this sounds like something that, like, the cocaine hippos should be doing. Like, when I picture, like... The modern, like, a, a gritty remake of Hungry Hungry Hippos. <laughs> it's hippos high on cocaine scarfing down oranges at the airport. Well, look, <laughs> I guess these guys, they were four guys, they went in together on a crate of oranges while they were on a business trip together. But, you know, shipping in 12 bucks ahead to get them on the plane was a bridge too far. Are you sure this was in China? And, yeah, I don't know, like, uh, not like Long Island or something? What's that supposed to mean? I don't know, I'm just saying... You know, it seems like these guys are going a long way to save a few bucks. Oh, wow. You know, and suffering the whole time, like, oh, okay. Oh, you know, are you just going to have me eat these oranges? Uh, don't mind me, I'll probably die. What do you care? Oh, my God. Well, maybe they weren't <laughs> on their way back from a business trip. Maybe they were on their way to a competitive eating competition. Who the fuck just decides to buy huge crates of fruit with their coworkers? Like, <laughs> I've been on a lot of business trips in my life, and I've had some interesting coworkers, and we've never been like, oh, damn, that's a good deal on some apples. 
Dog, dog. Like, I'm just saying, like, when we get home, like, we can split that bushel of bananas. <laughs> like, yo, yo, how many people live in your house? Because, because, look, because, look. All right, all right, let's see here. That's like, all right, look, that's like 80 pairs. There's like 80 pairs, and there's three of us, all right? So, like, look, I don't know the math, but that's like almost like 30 pairs each. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, we can eat a lot of pairs. Like, who are you going on business trips? That's what I'm saying. Who the fuck are these people? Like, I don't even want to lug around more than a carry-on when I go on an, uh, on an airline, let alone on a business trip. And these idiots are like, you know what we need? We need to open up a roadside produce stand. <laughs> like, like, what a goddamn deal on 70 pounds of fucking citrus. Oh, my God. And then, and then when they say, uh, you know what? You, yeah, you can't just carry that onto the plane for free. They're like... Oh, hell no. We're not going to pay for this. We're not going to leave it here either. Where did they think it was going to go? Like, under the seat? And then they just, they're just like, fuck you, motherfucker. We're going to eat it right here in the airport. Have you ever seen those videos of someone trying to get something that clearly won't fit into the overhead storage <laughs> container? I'm just picturing, like, their plan was the four of them on the plane holding up everybody boarding because they're trying to shove a stomach and their shirt and stuff. But, you know, these guys just ate them. They, and, the, like, you ever, like, peeling an orange is not fun no. by itself. You get that gunk all under your fingernails oh and everything. Oh, my God. They must have stank the whole plane ride home. What is wrong with these fucking people? No wonder no wonder that they started the coronavirus. Because oh they do God. shit like this. <sighs> anyway, moving on. Speaking of the airport, get a load of this one. Um, some guy in Berlin uh, is in big trouble after getting caught using a two-way radio to impersonate air traffic controllers. Really? <laughs> to impersonate air traffic controllers and give potentially dangerous instructions to aircraft. Potentially dangerous, yes. Yeah. But... I mean, you know, everyone's got to have a hobby. Well, and, I mean, I'm sure he was socially distanced. I mean, he, he was socially distanced. He was trying to make the airplanes in the skies above him get a little bit closer He's together. He's trying to send a message. <laughs> People shouldn't be traveling during the pandejo. You know, I mean, this went on for six months before he finally got caught. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe he picked it up during lockdown over there. That's what I'm saying. Um, I mean, he... So I guess he was making contact with pilots of passenger and transport airplanes, and then he got better and better. Apparently he got to be almost like a professional at it, where he was able to trick state and federal police helicopters. And he was all doing this from the comfort of his Berlin apartment. As if I needed one more reason to be terrified of flying on an airplane. <laughs> I mean, couldn't this dude just get, like, a ham radio? Like, something normal? Or maybe, like, hang out on a Discord server or something. I mean, if you wanna... You can't cause a helicopter crash from a Discord server. I mean, you can... I mean, you can trick boomers to fucking show up at the Capitol. <laughs> Where's the fun in that? <laughs> Look, moving on, I've got one last story in the stack here, and honestly, I'm not really sure if it's a moron story so much as it's just, you know, some weird news, but right. I thought it was interesting. So, uh, a Las Vegas tycoon and paranormal enthusiast is offering up a million dollars in prizes 
to anyone who can prove evidence of the afterlife. A million bucks. A million smackaroonies if you can convince him that human consciousness survives beyond death. Just kill him. <laughs> can you imagine that as your defense in the trial? Like, sir, why did you assassinate this millionaire? That's a fucking terrible thing to do. Well, you know, he said he wanted to know if, you know, if, if, uh, if there's life after death. Well, how would we know? So I shot him? him. Well, I figured he'd tell me. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, he just wants to know if ghosts are real. I well, want to. More or less, more or less. <laughs> Save your money, dude. I mean, you're going to find out eventually. That's. <laughs> Anyway, we're getting another call. One more for the night, right? All right, all right. It can't be any weirder than the other calls tonight. Area code 323, you're on with the War on Morons. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. Uh, yeah, this is Ken. Uh, Ken Lee from the Spectre Inspector Squad. Uh, I'm a Spectre Inspector. Uh, that means I inspect haunted locations. Inspectors? Yeah, I... Kind of pick that one up, Ken. Yeah. Yeah, so um, basically I'm calling because I'd like to collect my million dollars. Um, so am I going to get that from you, or uh, do I get it from Jay? How do uh, I get my money? No and no. Huh? Well, I have quite a lot of evidence of the afterlife. I've been chasing ghosts uh, for a number of years. In fact, I've been on your program, and I've conjured spirits on your program. I remember, Ken. I mean, geez, you know, what is this? Are you going to just bring out your buddy Brian Bedford again for another big Mm. brain boozling or whatever? I mean, I I doubt that you have actual evidence. No, look, if I bring... If I bring Brian Bedford out, he would be a ghost. Because he ruined our Halloween special last year. So Brian Bedford is a dead man. If I ever see Brian Bedford again, and if you ever see Brian Bedford again, please call me up. Call up Ken Lee, and I'll be there. I'll be sure to do that. I'll I'll turn him into a ghost. Yeah, sounds like a great way to become an accomplice to murder. Absolutely. Sounds like a fabulous idea. I'll, I'll exterminate him. Um, but no, I, I actually am here to bring a ghost on the air for you tonight so I can claim my prize. Um, will, really? will, will you? Yeah, I, I thought maybe if we do this together, uh, maybe, uh, I could break you off, uh, maybe a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, something like that, just for helping facilitate things. What do you say? You know, Ken, we'll, we'll talk about the numbers later, but I, I'd be down to, uh, to hear what you've got. Uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, bring your ghost on? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm actually in a haunted location right now. Um, I, frankly, I'm in one of the most haunted locations in America. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm here in the Cecil Hotel in downtown Los Angeles, California. Uh, the paranormal activity here is absolutely off the charts. Uh, it's full of ghosts. It's full of demons. It's full of uh, uh, sprites, 
critters and creatures. I think I saw a shadow, uh, a shadow person staring at me. Uh, it, all sorts of malevolent spirits. Uh, but but tonight uh, I'm going to make contact with a very very special spirit in particular, um, and that's the departed soul of a dead girl named Eliza Lamb. Uh, you're probably familiar with her story. Uh, do you know about Eliza Lamb? Um, can't can't say that I do really. Oh, I mean, I, I would have thought you'd have heard of her. So she um, she was 21 years old. This, this wasn't too long ago. Uh, she mysteriously disappeared. Uh, she was staying here at the Cecil. I'm at this hotel. She was on vacation here uh, from from Canada. And her body was discovered decomposing in the water tank. Jesus. And I was really... It was gruesome, yeah. Yeah, all the guests had been drinking her guts for weeks. Oh! It was black. Yeah, the water was just black sewage with her guts in the water. You know, Ken, Jesus, stop it! Yeah, we're going to conjure up her ghost with a ghost box. What do you think of that? Uh, A ghost box? Yeah, so a ghost box, the way it works is it, uh, it kind of cycles through radio frequencies. Um, so it's just really fast. It's kind of cycling through AM radio frequencies. Um, it kind of gives the specters a platform on which to communicate with our world using their spiritual energy. Um, and that's what I'm going to use to prove that the afterlife exists so I can win the million dollars uh, for the Spectre and Spectre squad. Um, so I'm going to turn the machine on right now. Um, first thing you're going to hear is you're going to hear my voice. Uh, right, so that's basically going to give Look, I, I'm just a simple ghost man. 
I'm just a simple ghost man with a simple ghost plan, and I'm just asking for a little help here. Okay, well, Ken, why don't you, you do need some help, actually, so I hope you can get it, but not from us. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll see you in hell. Bye. All right, well, uh... You know, I, I don't understand why they... Well, like, how come people watch Zach Bagans and they don't watch fucking Ken and Esmeralda? I mean, really? I mean, those two. I, I gotta say, those two are... They're the real professionals. They're on another level. Jesus Christ. Um, if I, you can't afford Travel Channel, you can probably <laughs> afford whatever they're on. I, whatever they're on. I, Xanax? YouTube? Uh, anyway, thanks for tuning in, everybody. I don't think we can go any lower than that. Um, we'll see you next week. Tuesday, as always, on Hobby Media Group for episode 68. Bye, guys.